my brother. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Odin Samuel Sons podcast. Uh, we're here to talk about episode number two of the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Brandon, how you doing? I'm good. How you doing today, Jeremy? I'm I'm good. Uh, I think this um this uh, series, like WandaVision, uh, it is going to be. It's going to be exactly the same. Kind of like you know, like fine wine gets better as it ages. You know, episode by episode, like you're getting a little more and more of the excitement just to build. And uh, we saw that right away going into this second episode. I agree and disagree with you because, you know, in hindsight, I, you know, I'll be honest, I, I already watched the WandaVision again. Um, <laughs> all the way, but all the way, through. all the way through. Yeah. Wow. It took me like three days. Um, I'm a little, only a little embarrassed by that, but WandaVision, looking back, kind of felt like a, a like a, almost like a murder mystery novel. Um, but like right now, we're kind of getting like a, almost like a, I don't even know, like a, a, a better version of a buddy cop movie that's kind of elongated. Um, that's kind of and modern, um, but. It, it, it's been good so far. I've really enjoyed it. I, I will say that. What, you know, what was the what was the combination that you said this this series was going to be? Oh, a, a combination of uh, Jason Bourne and Sister Sister. That's <laughs> exactly like my what favorite we're getting. <laughs> That's exactly what we're getting, though, and it's awesome. I, yeah, I, I I definitely agree with that. It, it, it's been it's been good. I, I, I we're getting action and like like you know stunts of like Jason Bourne. And we're getting like the the bickering and arguing and back and forth of like sister sister, but we're we're also getting um, you know John Walker is there too and, and Lamar Hopkins mm-hmm. as well, um, you know the the new Captain America and I, I believe that uh, Lamar Hopkins has referred referred to himself as uh, Battlestar. Um, yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. Yeah, I, I haven't looked at looked that up yet, actually, if that's like a comic book reference, to be quite honest, but I'll have to do a little digging later. Um, but obviously, you know, Captain America and, and Battlestar um, are, are being yeah, painted out. America. I'm not even going to, I'm just going to call him John, that's all. Yeah, I call him John, that's fine. But John yeah. John and Battle, John and Battle, um, mm-hmm, John and Batty, um, you know, they're, they're being painted to, as assholes towards us as the audience and um they are it kind of makes me uh question his intentions um because here we kind of have someone who's obviously way younger than all of them he's new blood fresh out the army we went to his high school um so he clearly looks up to captain america sam and maybe even bucky a little bit um everyone knows who they are around the world you could look at him and be like, that's an Avenger. Um, so he clearly has this respect for them, and now he's taking up the mantle of their dead best friend. Um, and I wouldn't I, I like that, that if I were them. No. Oh, I wouldn't like that if I were them either, but he wants to work with Sam and Bucky so badly because he has that respect, and he wants to kind of build that story for himself in the public eye. That he's of course. Like Captain America, or or Captain America, Johnny Bitchface, we'll call him, um, is uh, still working with Bucky and his wingman. Um, yeah, like, as this episode, like, 
we'll get into more of like how he's how like like his his like his place in this episode. But as this episode progressed, the the likability of John Walker's character, along with Lamar Hoskins, just 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 started going down and down and down. It was like a stock on it was like it was like a stock on a bad day in the stock market, really. You know. Well, yes, and but we got to find out more. I mean, yes, you know, yes. when when, when lot, Bucky and Sam, when Bucky and Sam were picked up by him in the truck, like he kind of made his intentions like clear, like we need to cooperate here. So it's not like he's like a shitty person down to his core. He's not a villain yet. Maybe we will see. Yeah, um, but that, what he said at the end kind of like it left a bad taste. To, like stay the hell out of my way, you know. Oh, yeah, but he's also, like, he is tied up by bureaucratic madness at the same time as well. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's Sam true. Is definitely right about that. But at the same time, like, a, he could be all, all bark and no bite. He could be a little puppy. Um, Sam and, and Bucky are, are way more experienced at, at, the, at this kind of thing. Um, yeah, and, especially you know, bit, like playing, like, outside, the, like, the playing field, so to speak. Exactly, and being more free agents as he said yeah um but i we didn't get to see a whole lot of sam we didn't see any of sam's family in this episode at all um but i'm glad we got to see the uh therapist of uh bucky's therapist again oh she's awesome Um, yeah she's a great actress and she's delivering these great scenes i kind of hope that we get to see her hold a gun maybe later um because you know she did mention she has seen combat and bodies um, but I, I am hoping that. Yeah, I think I think that would I, that should happen. Like that would not have been referenced if it's not going to be shown. I think you know. Well, no, I, I don't. I disagree with that because it might just be referenced to show that he's in a a uh, that's program that show is like run she by has the military. Show she has like the experience to like be Bucky's therapist and such. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's a military program and facility that he's enrolled into by you know mandated by the courts um, all right let's 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 pick up all right so we, we we're at we're at walker's home school like home high school and stuff and then we go from bucky kind of saying hey why did you give up the shield yeah and the um in the therapy session right is that what you're talking about or no, this is before they go that this, a lot this is before they go on the mission Oh yeah, and then and then he misses his court mandated therapy because of that, and yeah. then they ro- they roll in a field of flowers. Um, that that is canon. I want that to be known that Sam Wilson and Bucky Barnes have rolled in a, in a bed of flowers together. It is canon in the MCU. You've made that known <laughs> to, to, to our audience listening. Brandon would Can like I you say to say it know. again. No, I'm kidding. Say it again. I don't give a shit. No, no, that's okay. Um. But that, that, that is a, a great fight sequence there. We kind of see all four of them kind of get their ass kicked. Um, and it kind of makes me, uh, I, I'm a little all over the place, but um, at the very end of the episode, um, Carly Mor- Morgenthau, uh, Morgenthau, whatever you want to call her, um, you know, they're, they're escaping on a plane and the guy says, um, it's the power broker. Um, in the MCU, the Power Brokers have been referenced, or not in the MCU, rather in the comics. Um, power Brokers have been referenced before. They have been a company. They have been a person. 
Um, so I don't, I think it's going to be like a corporation kind of thing in the MCU, like the power broker incorporation maybe. Um, but they give, and they have the ability to administer powers to people. And, um, from it looks like it, I, I'm thinking that they are going to be the source of the super serum. Um, it only makes what I'm, I'm, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely makes sense for that. Um, but what I wonder is, are there going to be other powers that are, we're going to be, we're going to see, or is it just um, going to be like than, super soldier? That's it. Yeah. Or are we just going to see super soldiers? And I, I would be fine with super soldiers. Honestly. I would be too. Yeah, Cause it, it's like, I wouldn't expect, I, like there are so many of them like in the flag smashers. You would not have expected them to be super soldiers, namely Carly, you know? Yeah. And I, I loved her smile at Bucky. Um, when she just kind of kicked him out of that truck when, when he, he was like, you okay? And she just like started smiling. I'm like, Oh, Bucky, you're really good at smiling too. <laughs> um, but she, she's just killing it so far. Um, clearly their organization has a lot of following around the globe. Cause they're, they're just hopping between country, taking all these cars and different planes and being chased by all these different people. Um, but I definitely think that they stole uh, they got their powers from the power brokers and maybe a deal at first and double cross them. Um, and yeah. then I don't know if you remember the, the first safe house that Carly arrived at. Um, she looked down at her phone and said, like, you took something that bar- that belonged to me. I'm going to kill you. Um, I think that was the power brokers, you know, because okay, I don't I can't think of who else. Yeah, it could be. Luke Skywalker. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> it's the power brokers. <laughs> Um, but I think that's very exciting. I think that opens up a whole, whole new avenue into the MCU. And what I like is that I was not expecting kind of like in a world shattering phenomenon to kind of come from the show as much as like WandaVision did. And we kind of might see in the show more catastrophic effects from the show than we did in WandaVision on the whole world. That's true. Rather than just Westview. Um, but uh, I, I just I, I'm really enjoying the show. But it, it just shows that like we could be seeing this company administering like different kinds of powers, and that could open up like a whole different avenue into like uh, I don't even know what the fuck like fucking Fantastic Four for all the fuck I know. Um, yeah, or but, like, or, I, I or even know. potentially potentially the Punisher. That's a reach. I know that's a reach, but there is some like that's really not. Well, it's, it's I think not it, a reach I, at all. <laughs> I think it is more so than Fantastic Four, just because I think the only possibility it's given is the fact that it's it's linked um, to the Power Brokers and and how the Punisher killed the head of the Power Brokers. Mm-hmm. That's the only link, and so we have to see where things go with the Power Brokers before we can even think that the Punisher is a possibility. I I, I do like the Punisher's character. Um... And I, I do like the person that played him on the Netflix series, too. So if they were to do that, it would kind of be cool to see for them to kind of give Jeremy Barenthal, he is your name, mm-hmm. um, you know, a call. Um, oh, yeah. He's, 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 he's a, a good actor. He was just as good an actor in Walking Dead as he was in Punisher. I, oh, I didn't know he was. He's, he's, he's a very good, he's a decent actor. I, I would love to see him in the MCU. I think he's good enough to be in the MCU fully rather than barred by Netflix. Um but let's talk about, speaking of the MCU, let's talk about who Bucky took Sam to see. 
Um, yes. Who is Isaiah Bradley. Um, and what was his son's name? Was that Ezekiel that answered the door? That was Ezekiel. Okay. I, I want to make sure I got his name right. I, I'm just dumb today. Sorry. Um, but Isaiah Bradley, who we found out was the first Captain America sent on a suicide mission to take out Bucky. Um, and that was that was raw as fuck, that scene. I thought that was crazy. Sam Wilson just delivered without saying anything, which I thought was absolutely insane. Yeah, actors his, that his are able to yeah. were just actors that are able to do like it, it a was scene great. like that without saying words. That's when you know you have a treasure that that's when you know they are a treasure, you know? But those people wouldn't be anything without people to go off of. And that's exactly what Sam, you know, uh, Anthony Mackie was doing uh, with the actor who I forget his name, who's playing Isaiah Bradley. Mm-hmm. Um, just killed it. He, both of them just absolutely killed it. Um, all three of them, four of them. Ezekiel was there too. Um, in such a short sequence, we got so much history about the, about the first, first Captain America and like what he went through. Um, and it, it's kind of nice to kind of show that Marvel is not just kind of sucking the dick of the U.S. military. It's kind of showing that first, first, and right after that, we saw two police officers, um, you know, pull pull them aside and, and ask James Buchanan Barnes if, if if you know this black man is borrowing him, a you know fucking Avenger. Um, yeah. And and I love how they're being honest about that kind of thing, and and how they're saying Isaiah's story and saying like. Yeah, the government was fucking racist. Like, we, we kind of need more of that honesty in, in Marvel and in television, um, because especially for a television show. It's happening right now. Yeah, that, that has so much military presence and, and, and things like that. So it's kind of cool to see that controversy being played in the Marvel universe. I mean, it's not just happening in front um, of the military presence. It's happening in civilian presence as we speak, too. You know, that's, what, that's the first thing I thought about when I saw that scene. I was like, oh, wow they're bringing this show to like the modern day of like, Oh, you know, yeah. Oh, I, was, I, I was like, Oh, they're doing this. They're not, afraid, yeah. they're not afraid to say, yeah, the police, they're racist. Yeah, they are. <laughs> okay. Well, don't say it like that, but yeah, I mean, that, that's what, like, that is what they're doing. All right, Brand, how, they're, they're having those conversations. How would, they, how, how you know, would you heard that then? I'm just curious before we go further. I mean, I know I would wear it like that. Please, sir you know, generally racist, I'm being honest. And maybe Actually, yeah, you're right. Fuck what I said. <laughs> better to say they're generally, you know. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, you and I have the, we have white privilege. We, we don't have to deal with the, the burden of having racism towards us, but it, it's important that even for people like us to see these conversations happen in such a, you know, a Disney branded show. A Disney branded so, show. Yeah. Cause like, cause there's a bunch of titles in Disney that they now have to like say, please be warned. Racist tropes are in this film. Like they are, they are, they are like, you know, Disney is not like they've gone from coming to the senses of things are, things might be offensive nowadays, but back from like back then, now they're bringing it full circle. It's like, this is actually happening in real life. What we're showing you. And they're, yeah, they're bringing that to the forefront. And, and, and I, I like that very much. And, and I hope that this, it, it, I hope this isn't like a one and done type thing. I hope that Isaiah Bradley's story is, is, is gone back to. And, I hope and it's, yeah. His son. I hope it's brought to the forefront. And uh, Ezekiel. Yeah. 
I want him in the Young Avengers. I want his super serum like powers passed down to his son, and I want him to be in the Young Avengers. That's a good theory. To and I want him to like theory. team up with like uh, Kamala Khan and, and like you know Spider Man and and Miles Morales. But it, it's they're they're heading in the right direction when it comes to things like this, and it, and it, it makes me happy to see that um, because you know you you. You'd, you and I see people who look like us on TV every day. It's just, it's just a fact. Not everyone gets to see people who look like themselves or act like themselves or the same sexual orientation as themselves. Um, so it, it, it's just very important to bring these conversations into the Marvel universe. And, and you know, you know, we have one gay character in the Marvel universe. We have a and it was Joe Russo in a support in a support group. We have a Muslim. You know, we have too. But we still need more. Yeah, is what it's I'm getting. Saying. It is. It, no, I will never be satisfied. That, that, I won't. And that's, <laughs> and, that, and that's the mindset you got to keep with these types of issues. Like you have to, you have like if you settle, then the opposite of what you want will happen. Exactly, and it's it's nice to see them taking this fresh step forward in that uh, instance. But let, let's get back to our material here. But, Absolutely. Uh, nice, good conversation. I appreciate yes, it. Yes. To the um, let's talk about Demo. We, 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 ha- we are conscious of things going on. Sorry, but not sorry. <laughs> yeah. um, you want to talk about Demo? Well, I'd like to be the first to admit how wrong I was of my theory thinking like he escapes via the blip because apparently he was in prison this entire time. And uh, that baffles me. Or he, he could have been blipped. And then when he came back, he was just back behind bars. That, 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 that's yeah. a long shot theory, Brandon. I really think I think at this at this point he was not snapped out of existence. I think I think that that's more likely, but it's also a possibility. He just came back like, oh, I'm back in prison. <laughs> That'd be kind of funny, honestly. Like, oh, where'd I go? Oh, I'm back here. What is this? Oh, this, that's <laughs> an odd way to get a transfer, huh? Okay. <laughs> I would have been like, technically, I served my sentence. I died. Yeah, so Zemo, oh man, I just, I did like the parting shot look that that, uh, they gave us, like, before the credits rolled of, like, him just, like, in, like, his evil thinking with content face. It was a very, like... With the opera music. Yeah, it was like, oh man, it was, it was... It It was stoic as fuck, I agree with you. (laughs) It was, like, the way of saying, he's back, you know, it was, uh... Yeah, he's he like, was, I have been, and, and then right before we go see his face, there's actually a pants to a, a chessboard. That's right, yes, which is kind of very, you know, symbolic of, of the type Symbolism. of, like, the type of character, of the type of antagonist that, that Zemo is, because, I mean, we all saw what he did to, you know, two of the best Avengers in Captain America's Civil War. He literally, you know, he, he, he looked, he, he, he made him look like pawns, you know? There's something seriously sinister about someone who I believe can control things from a prison cell. And, and you know, he's obviously not the only person to do that. There are mob boff- bosses and, and people in prison who are able to do right. that. But there's something really scary about him being in prison and him being able to kind of have time. figure that yeah, like, out. Have, like, have, yeah. time to th- have time to your thoughts like that? Yeah. For a guy yeah, I was like, like, well, I got nothing but time. And my thoughts. So let's let's, let's yeah. talk to plan, you know? 
Um, I, I don't think that he will be in league with the power brokers in the slightest. I, I think that he will use them to his advantage or in some way take advantage of chaos in some sort of fashion because we know he does get out. He does For get out. Sure. We've seen him. Yeah. We've seen him don a mask. He's going to be out of prison. We just don't know when or how. I, I, I think um, he'll... Will Bucky break about? That's my thought. That's a thought process. That's the thought process I have because, like, you you don't have the want to go visit a guy like Zemo unless you have to do it. Like, you have no other choice. And I don't think they have any other choice but to, but to enlist the knowledge of a sinister guy like Zemo in this particular circumstance they find themselves in. I, I I will see. I, I'm I really have no idea what's gonna happen this show because there for me there there are too many moving parts. Um, in WandaVision, we were kind of more under a microscope in kind of that segmented Marvel universe inside the hex. In this um, one, we're we're all over, but with we're this, all over the map. So we're in like Tunisia, we're in New Jersey, we're we're fucking everywhere with the show. You all know? right. Well, this this um, third episode coming this Friday. Um, I'm really hoping Sharon Sharon Carter is back, though. I really am. I hope so, too. And not only that, I hope so that she's not a one-and-done character, too. I, I, I hope um, she gets more prominent that... role. I really hope she gets a more prominent role. Like, the actor, the actress who plays her and the character itself mm-hmm. deserve that. She's too good not to. I definitely agree with that. Um I definitely think that she should have at least like a, a two episode um, appearance, at least in my opinion. If there's one and it, it's done right, I will be happy. But I, I just think that she, as a character, is a returning character and can carry that that much more weight in 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 that character. Um, uh, but anyway, yeah, Jeremy, you got anything else to talk about? Um, predictions for episode three. All right, well, so we re- we listed. Sharon Carter. Uh, I, I want to see um, more of an identity of the power broker. That is that is my hope, and um, I want to know what more about what Zebo's intentions are with Bucky. Those are my three predictions that will come to fruition. I want to know more about what's going on with the Flag Smashers and how widespread they are. Um, in the Marvel universe and just how far that they reach. Um, and I kind of want to know what's kind of going on within the Marvel world. Um, you know, cause actually, if you remember when all four of them were in the truck, uh, you know, Sam, you know, John Walker says to Sam, like, you know, a, an insurgency is, is no good with, for anybody. Um, and then Sam goes, you know, says the guy with the resources. Uh, so I, I think that we're going to have a, a big power play for just general resources in, in the Marvel world right now. Um, so I, I'm just kind of excited for that. It, it leaves a lot of uh, open-ended questions and, and room to grow. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, uh, I'm just really excited for the future. Jeremy, you got anything else to add? I'm good. You all set? All set? All righty. Um, well, anyway, I want to thank everybody for listening to the Odin Samuel Sons podcast. Uh, we are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and, you know, all those streaming platforms. Everyone be safe out there, and you guys have a good rest of the week. 
Uh, we will see you guys next week. We are going to start putting our episodes out on the air on Wednesdays. Have a good one, everybody.